Hello again and welcome to Reset. 40 is the new happy, a podcast that brings inspirational stories of midlife career and personal reinventions. My guest today is Amanda LeClaire, Manager of Community Engagement Volunteer Experience for the Girl Scouts of the Green and White Mountains. Now, her path to this career via diesels, generators, and heavy equipment is somewhat unexpected, but a great example of what the Girl Scout experience and shattering gender stereotypes are all about, as you'll hear. All right, so Amanda, first of all, were you in Girl Scouts as a young girl? Absolutely. I was a brownie and a junior. I did all of the standard marching in parades and selling cookies. Had a blast. My mom was my leader for quite a while. How has, and this is probably like a really broad question, but have have Scouts, as you know it now, changed Girl Scouts a lot in, in the years since you started? Oh, Girl Scouts has changed a lot. I tell people all the time, this is not our mother's Girl Scouts. (laughs) This has come a long ways. Our girls do everything they could possibly imagine. Robotics and learning to fly and just incredible things. You'd be amazed what these girls are capable of if you just give them the tools to do it. Sure. All right. In addition to serving your country as a member of the U.S. Air Force, your career route prior to now has put you in jobs where few women really were working talk about early exposures to get the desire to dive into diesel engines and other traditional male jobs. Well, I had a very supportive family. Um, When I was a preteen, my parents bought a farm. My grandparents always had farms, me growing up, and I spent a lot of time on, on them. I absolutely enjoyed working with the tractors, and I found that fascinating, what a combine and what the engines could do. And I just wanted more and more, and by the time I was in high school, I was in all the shop classes and learning to weld and working on cars, and to me, that is just incredible, the power that comes out of them. Was that typical for growing up on a farm where you did, were other uh, females working in the kind of capacity that you were at your farm? There wasn't a lot of other girls that did what I did. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, the whole family, when you owned a farm, the whole family worked on the farm, but when I would go do the bales, hay bales during the summer and help with the bean fields and things, I was one of few, if most of the time, one of the only. A lot of my counterparts were the young men from the other farms, and I, they couldn't believe there was a girl out there. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe share a story to illustrate, you know, walking into, say, an all-male job site and sort of having to prove in a way that, you know, you could do what you do based on who you are, not because you're not a man. Um, one of my favorite stories is I was, while I was in the Air Force, I was deployed, uh, went on a temporary duty assignment down to uh, Fort Bragg. Uh, there I was working with the Airborne. I was providing uh, equipment support for the aircraft while they were doing their jump operations. Um, they had always had a staff of male mechanics that had came down before and done this. I was the only one that was sent down this time. And when I first got there, I had one one individual right off the bat look at me and say, you, you shouldn't be here. I, I need an actual mechanic, not a little girl. And that just, from that, it just made me mad. And I pushed harder um, when I left, when I was done with their exercises down there uh, the general of the airborne actually called me up in front of his troops to award me one of his coins and said he would rather have one of me than a hundred of them and to me that that spoke loudly that it doesn't matter male female it's all about the work you put in 
it shouldn't matter if I'm blonde, female, any of that shouldn't matter. Sure. Pretty awesome validation. Uh, what type of personality then does it take to persevere through obstacles of dealing with stereotype expectations? Because there would probably be some women uh, that may have wilted and just kind of went away, but clearly it worked to your advantage. It's confidence. You've got to have that that confidence in yourself to know that you're right and you can do whatever it is you put your mind to. I see it all the time. Um, Girl Scouts, courage, confidence, and character. It takes, takes that courage to stand up and say, I can and I will. It takes the confidence to stand up and say, I can and I will. And the character, you've got to have it. It's the same thing. It takes that character to be able to stand up and say, I can and I will. I was looking at your resume, and uh, I noticed that at a time when you were a high-voltage tester, you began as a volunteer for Girl Scouts in New Jersey. So what drew you to this volunteer endeavor? Although now we know that you were a Girl Scout as a, as a young child, but still, why at this particular point did you find you needed to jump in? My daughter, I have a, I have a daughter. She's a wonderful 21-year-old girl who is, does amazing things. Um, that was about the time when she was starting she was first grade and I took her like many other parents do to a informational meeting and they said great she can be a Girl Scout we just need leaders we need volunteers we don't have enough and I said okay then what do I got to do um, that's where most of our volunteers come from and that's how I started I started helping her troop and a few years later I was her troop leader and I was her troop leader for many many years and we had an absolute blast did you ever think it would lead to where you are today? Absolutely not. Um, I really never imagined at that point in time that I would be a professional Girl Scout. I honestly thought that I would spend the rest of my life running shops for places like John Deere and Caterpillar, and I honestly thought that was the rest of my life. All right, so let's talk a little bit about female role models or mentors you had as a young girl and woman. We know that your mom now, as you told us, uh, was your Scout leader. Were there any others that really instilled in you the kind of determination you have as a role model today for these young girls now that look up to you? I had so many wonderful role models. Um, I, my mom, my grandmother, my great-grandmother were absolutely incredible strong women and made it very clear to me I had no limitations. Um, they were all Girl Scouts growing up and they were leaders for their daughters. So it, it just continued on from there. Also, I grew up in an age where I got to see female astronauts and to me that was awesome that was impressive I wanted to I wanted to go to the moon like they did I wanted to be able to do those things that they did and it just added that uh, virtually every astronaut that went into space that was female was a Girl Scout so to me all that linked together that was this is this is going to give me what I need to be the great person I know I can be which brings us to where you are today, one of the longest job titles I've ever seen. <laughs> All right, so what exactly do you do as Community Engagement Volunteer Experience Manager? What I do is I'm out in the community. I am there to talk to the schools. I'm there to talk to anyone in the community about what we do and help set up collaborations so that we ensure that as many girls as possible are getting the program. Um, it's very hard for some of the lower income families to get the Girl Scout program, not for money, but just accessibility. 
Um, we try to work with as many clubs and stuff as possible. I'm out there looking for connections all the time and helping girls find their way into Girl Scouting. All right, so how does getting into Girl Scouting change a girl's life now and then in the future? We see what it's done for you, but you're probably not the perfect example for that, but certainly one to lead. So how does it really improve their lives? It's all about building that courage, confidence, and character. Um, we are the number one leadership program for girls. Um, we've been around over 100 years, about 105 years now. And the one thing we continuously do is help build leaders. There's many places out there that'll tell you they're teaching girls to lead. We're giving them the tools. The thing is, is we are actually letting the girls lead. We are girl-led. We're giving them that opportunity to start leading in an environment that is safe and someone's there to catch them when they fall. So that whenever it matters, whenever it's important, they already know how to do it and they can go do it. Talk a little bit about the satisfaction you got working in a, a very much male world in mechanics and diesels. Uh, versus the satisfaction you get now leading young women into their lives. Whenever I was doing diesel engines and generators, that was all a personal satisfaction as far as I was accomplishing that. Mm -hmm. And it was me and me only, and I was making this happen, and I was watching these machines go out and, you know, do this, build this, and create that. This is a personal satisfaction on a totally different level. This is being secure and knowing that I'm creating a whole other generation that's going to break some of these barriers that I've seen women in my generation break and the women in the generation before me to continue to try and break the glass ceiling, to continue to fight for equality amongst all of us, to do all of those great things I know they're capable of. That alone is, that's what keeps me going. I suppose to get that level of satisfaction you had to accomplish what you did in your previous career. I, I think so. I think I had to see how important it was. To, uh, it's just hard to, it's hard to put into words, but it, I needed to know that I could do it and I needed to see, me do, see myself through it to be able to help and show these girls that it, they're capable of so much and they're capable of doing it and to give them the support they need to go on and do it. What would you say to uh, women with success stories like yours in terms of considering joining your leadership team with Girl Scouts? I'm sure you could use more help, women with your kinds of backgrounds. Absolutely. We are always looking for good mentors, great role models for these girls to show them that they are capable of so much. We're not asking for six, seven hours a week. We're not asking for a full day out of it. We just come in for an hour and talk to the girls, come volunteer at a troop meeting just to tell them your story. That's, sometimes that's all that's needed. We have tons of opportunities, whether you want to come tell your story or whether you want to lead a troop. We've got all the opportunities, and the girls need that. They need to see that. And they could uh, get in touch with you right here. The number is? Absolutely. They could reach me at 603 714-3351, which is my phone I carry with me all the time. And, of course, the Girl Scout number is going to be... As she checks her business card. Of course, because <laughs> I don't call it. It's 888-474-9686. Sorry to do that to you. That's all right. <laughs> we got the important number, the one that you have with you all the time. That's right, and i am always got that one with me. And, like I said, I don't call the office very often. Sure. I'm 
you know, wandering in and out all the time, so they see me. <laughs> but And they can also go to our website, girlscoutsgwm.org, and it walks you through the entire process there. Okay. And the final question is, favorite Girl Scout cookie is? Oh, I am very partial to the Tagalongs. The chocolate and the peanut butter just takes me down every time. <laughs> <laughs> well, yours is a great story, Amanda LeClaire. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. I really enjoyed this.